0: Hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop. How about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking queer money on the road this summer and fall. Visit queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Do you want to pay off your credit card debt? Heck yeah. Wouldn't it be nicer if there was a faster way? Uh, of course. You're listening to Queer Money, episode 236. Today, we're talking about how to slay... Slay it. ...your debt like the warrior queens we know you are. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer it in an upcoming episode. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates.
1: Stressing about debt is so COVID-19-2020... No matter how or when you got stuck with your debt, make 2021 the year it disappears. Poof! Sleep better at night. And live happier during the day. I'm a unicorn! Sign up for the credit card payoff plan between January 2nd and January 4th, this 2021, and get a one-time special offer, a free 45-minute 211...
0: Out of the gutter, fellas. ...money
1: success session with us, the Debt Free Guys, a $197 value. Cha-ching! Now, on with the show.
0: (laughs) Hey there, Queer Money listeners. Welcome back. We have some great news to share with you last month, October, was the best month ever for Queer Money. Best month we ever. Had, <laughs> we had over 10,000 downloads, which means more and more of you are downloading and listening and subscribing to the show, and we're super excited about that. Not only because we like seeing those numbers, but it means that you are not alone in your path to try and improve your financial outlook. More queer people are talking about money. There are more queer people on Instagram Instagram talking about money there are more queer people blogging about money and a lot of this is feeding into our excitement because our goal our goal all along for for debt free guys and for this podcast has been to reach the queer community with a message that reminds us that just like everyone else we can and will if we choose to become a financially stronger queer community and that all happens when each of us as individuals decide, I want a better financial future. And we start Creating the habits, the mental mindset that allows us to get there, and we are doing it. And we're so happy to see more of you doing that. Yeah, it's Thanks. great to see. Thanks these, for joining us. It's great
1: to see these numbers. You know, we're this is episode two thirty six, and I can remember back when the first iteration of Queer Money when we were on Blab, yeah, um, Blab a blah. defunct <laughs> that platform that most of you <laughs> probably don't know about. You know that was really a beta test. We wanted to see one if if we were even interested in doing something like this, and two if anybody would even pay attention. And while we did get some quick visibility toward the beginning, it has been sort of a slow roll to try to get a bigger and bigger audience. And I think it's partly because our community hasn't really been talking about money, and there hasn't really been a leader in personal finance for the LGBTQ community. Um, We have LGBTQ people who are. Personal finance experts, but they have never really tried to reach out to our individual community, um, and so that's that's really exciting to sort of see the uh, that progress take off. So yeah, maybe this is a great line to add to our resume. So maybe uh, Joe Biden can include us as two of his economic advisors uh, um, for his next administration. (laughs) So we want you to wait to the end of the show. We have some special details of an upcoming event that we want to share with you. But we know that uh, we have a lot of new listeners right now. And there are probably a lot of you who have never actually heard how the Queer Money podcast or even how the Debt Free Guys got started. Um, And so we wanted to kind of go take a quick trip down memory lane and kind of provide you some context and
0: um, how we kind of got here. Yeah, so if you are not familiar with our backstory, many of you don't know that John and I, at one point in time, had an aha moment where we confessed to each other what our current financial situation was. And what really started that is we were living this fabulously broke life, although we hadn't really talked about that, but we were living this fabulously broke life, uh, going on vacations, buying designer clothes, going to happy hours, brunches on Sundays and Saturdays, and, and really enjoying our lives in many different ways. But one weekend, we decided to go up to Winter Park, Colorado, great little ski town, In Colorado to visit a friend of John's. And while we were up there, even though we both had been there before, I think together we said, this is a great place for us to think about having a vacation home. So we had this fantasy idea of having this vacation home. And so we stopped on Sunday on the way out of town to look at real estate. And we were on this high, this fantasy high of buying land and building a modern vacation home up in the mountains. I love modern architecture. I wanted to build a modern home. And we left town on this excited high of what we wanted to have and what we wanted to do. And as we started to work our way down the mountain towards Denver, our conversation went from this idea of us buying land and building a house, to maybe buying something that already existed there, to maybe going up there over the weekend, to finally, when we pulled up in front of our place in Denver, both of us looking at each other and saying, what the heck are we doing? We are financial messes. We can't afford any of this. We couldn't really realistically afford to go up there for a long weekend. And what happened is we got out of our car, grabbed our bags, opened our door, and we walked down a flight of stairs into a basement apartment that was so dark in the wintertime, that you didn't even know what time of day it was. Actually, even in the summertime, <laughs> you might not know what time of day it was, especially if it was a slightly overcast, although those are rare in Denver, slightly overcast day. But it was at that moment that we Confess to each other that between the two of us, we had $51,000 in credit card debt. And the vast majority of that credit card debt was coming from a lifestyle of us living beyond our means, spending way more money than we were making. And we didn't confess to each other when we first started our relationship where we were at financially, partly because I think we both working in financial services, both of us were working in financial services, just assumed that the other one was doing better. And we literally sat down on the floor of our dining room and realized that we were physically and financially living in a hole. Not that there's anything bad with basement apartments, especially when you're starting out, but we were in our early to mid 30s living in a basement apartment struggling financially even though we were making decent money and that's when we kind of really came out of the closet about our financial situation and we stopped hiding our truth about where we were financially from each other and eventually from our friends so what this ended
1: up doing for us when we reached this rock bottom moment was we started to have a discussion of what, what how despite all of our knowledge, how did we get ourselves into this predicament? What are we doing wrong? You know, how did we get here? What are we doing wrong? What is it we really wanted in life? What was most important to us? And David suggested that we got into a lot of debt because we were buying designer clothing and doing all the happy hours and all the parties and all the travel and all the, all sort of the, um, especially at that time in that place, uh, all sort of, living this lifestyle that was almost like an expectation of gay men at that particular time. And we started to ask ourselves, well, what is it we really want? Why is the lifestyle that we're living sabotaging us? And is it really providing us happiness? And this was an interesting discussion to have because we never had it before. We were never honest with ourselves about it. And so the more we had this discussion, and it probably continued for several months, kind of realized that We weren't spending according to our values. The way we were spending wasn't actually fueling our soul. It was making up for our past. It was making us feel a little bit better. It was helping us feel like we could fit in with our new community um, and satiating our anxiety and insecurity.
0: Right. And I think that, you know, to me, that I think was probably one of the big things is that we were spending a lot of money trying to live up to the expectations of people that we wanted to have as friends and didn't think would be our friends unless we looked a certain way. And I know that some of you have just listened to our story and said, well, I'm not that kind of gay. I don't have, you know, I don't party. I don't do the happy hours. I don't do the brunches, blah, 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 blah. It is likely if you have credit card debt that you are spending more money than you make because you are trying to live a lifestyle up to a community. We know lesbians who are spending more than they make because they are trying to eat the right kinds of food, have the right kind of car, have the certain number of pets taking care of other folks. They're going into debt because of that. So don't think that just because you don't have our lifestyle, that you don't have the, don't have the same financial issues that we had
1: exactly so what after those you know 3 or 4 months of us having this deep discussion we realized that there were really three things that we wanted one was to save for a comfortable retirement which we weren't on target for that at all second was we wanted to travel much more extensively than we had at that point we traveled quite a bit, but every single time we traveled, we always came back with a credit card hangover and almost negated the value of, of the experience to begin with. And then three, we wanted to give back to the LGBTQ community more. And we had always donated to the community prior to becoming debt free, but almost every time we did so, we were hurting ourselves simply to help somebody else and so our cup wasn't running over we didn't really have anything to give so we would put five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars on our credit card to donate to a cause or to give to the community and then you know pay anywhere from twelve hundred fifteen hundred dollars or even more for that loan essentially that we were giving to the community so we, we were harming ourselves and net that's not actually helping the community and so We got crystal clear then what our hopes and dreams actually were. And this is something that we talk about extensively in our credit card payoff plan, which is a course that we designed to help people pay off credit card debt as fast as possible. We do a deep dive into what your hopes and dreams are so that you can figure out, okay, how can you align your spending with your values and start living not only a more fulfilling life, but a lifestyle that's uh, within your
0: budget. Yeah, our second step was something that I did because I said why are we why are we doing this to ourselves? What is causing this? And so I took all of our spending from anything from credit cards, transfers out of our accounts, ATM withdrawals. Checking account, every single penny that we had been spending over the previous year, I wanted to see where the money was really going. Because, you know, what's interesting is we were living this kind of fabulously broke life. But if you were to asked us during that time period, did we feel like we were living a fabulous life? We probably would have said, meh. Right? We okay. said, eh, we're, it's we're okay. Having we're having, Yeah, right. We're, we're having fun. But no, we, we would love to live a much bigger life. When we did this spending analysis and we looked at every single penny that we were spending, we were blown away by some of the categories we were spending our money on. Things like travel, dining out, our food budget, our clothing budget. You, yeah, alcohol, all of these categories. We were living... Similar to what you might consider a rock star lifestyle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And one one prime example of this contradiction was that there were weeks that we were spending four hundred dollars at the grocery store while we also spent four hundred dollars dining out. So that's eight hundred dollars worth of food that we were blowing through. And like we've said in the past, some of you may have heard, we have never actually been skinnier. So where where all that food was going, I, I don't really know. But two grown men don't need to spend nearly $1,000 on food a
0: week. Yeah. And so when when we did all of this, we started to recognize that there were some changes that we could make in our lives that would help us pay off our debt and pay it off uh, what we thought was pretty quickly. But then we started to look around at what was causing us, us and other folks to take so much time and paying their debt off. And what we realized that one of the biggest inhibitors to being able to pay off our debt was the fact that on our credit cards, we had interest rates that were anywhere from 18 to 25%. And the shocking thing when we were spent, or when we had that $51,000 in credit card debt, the shocking thing is that we were being charged on an annual basis $10,000 what would you do with you if you had an extra $10,000? That was the question we asked ourselves is, what would we do if we paid off all our debt and we had an extra $10,000? And that kind of inspired us. But then we said, why should we pay that interest? Is there a way to avoid it? Because we looked around and we saw the snowball method and the avalanche method. If you're not familiar, the snowball method basically says that what you want to do is you want to pay off the lowest balance credit card as quickly as possible. And then you roll the payments from that lowest balance into the next lowest balance and the next lowest balance. And you're paying off credit cards as you go. And it picks up the amount that you're paying towards your credit cards. But one of the things we recognized was you're still paying all of that interest. So it's slowing you down. Then the avalanche method, which is where you basically pay off the highest interest rate credit card first, and then you pay off the next highest one and the next highest one, the next highest one, and you kind of work your way down. Although that does focus a little bit on your interest rates, you're still paying that biggest inhibitor to being able to pay off your debt faster. And we said, there's got to be a better way than this.
1: Yeah, we ask ourselves, is there a way to make the interest rate go away? And at Oof. the time we didn't we, we didn't, we weren't really sure, but it turns out there actually are several ways to do that or at the very least to be able to lower it. So it's a much more manageable rate than that 15 to 25%. You've got zero interest rate credit card offers, introductory offers that, that last anywhere from 12 to 18 months. You can get a, a low interest rate personal loan. There are a number of avenues th- to look at. So there, there, there are ways to make that interest rate go
0: away. And this is when we came up with what we call our debt lasso method. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere. So banking fits into your life, not the other way around. Stop stressing about
1: your debt. Sleep better at night and live happier during the day. Sign up for the credit card payoff plan between January 2nd and January 4th, 2021, and get a one time special offer a 45 minute 211 money success session with us, the debt free guys, a $197 value for free. So, the snowball and the avalanche method when we crunch the numbers it was going to take us four to six years to become debt-free. And, and neither of us had the patience for that. We Without didn't know that patient. we could actually <laughs> stick with it that long and then actually become debt-free, which was one of our biggest fears. So with our debt lasso method, we were able to lower our interest rates down to zero. And then we estimated at the time that it was going to take us about three years to become debt-free. Well, it turns out it actually only took us about two and a half years. So it was even better. But then people often ask us with the debt lasso method, is it just consolidation? And no, it's, it's actually much more than that because at one point we probably acted like it was just consolidation, but we've realized there's, there's actually other parts that are involved with that.
0: Right. And when you think about it, you can go from consolidation, consolidation, to consolidation, to consolidation, and keep kicking the can down the road, right? One balance transfer to another balance transfer to another balance transfer, but never really paying the balance off. Well, that doesn't make any sense either because you're still paying those balance transfer fees. Or you can do the same thing with a loan, although you technically should be paying the loan off. Although, and what we have found uh, there are several people who are members of our weekly credit card payoff group call, our money therapy call, have told us that what really got them into trouble was making those, getting those personal loans to pay off their credit cards, but never really paying those loans off. Or while they were paying the loan off, they were actually using their cards to to charge up a whole bunch more.
1: Exactly. Very often people get in the habit of stealing from Peter to pay Paul and all and back and forth. So essentially what we've we've realized over the course of lots of mistakes and time was that the debt lasso method has five components to it. The first is to commit and that comes in two parts itself. The first is that you want to commit to not acquiring any more credit card debt, not acquiring any more debt going forward. The second is you want to commit to making a minimum monthly payment to your credit card each month, ideally more than the required minimum monthly payment to your credit cards each month. So you wanna have more of a cushion there so you're actually paying off more than what the credit card companies tell you. Step two is to trim. So similar to the snowball method, you wanna get a couple of quick wins. So you've estimated that you want to send a certain amount to your credit cards each month. If you have any credit cards that you can pay off the balance with that committed dollar amount that you've made, within the first month or two, go ahead and do that. Knock them out, get some quick wins, and then focus on paying everything else off even faster.
0: The third step is the actual consolidation portion, that lassoing of your debt. And what we, the reason we want you to do that is we want you to bring all of your debt into as few locations as possible and the lowest interest possible. Again, for some folks, that's going to be a balanced transfer to a zero interest offer on another credit card. For some folks, that's going to be a personal loan. But the idea is get it in those fewer locations so it's less to manage. And then once you do that, step four is to automate those payments so that you never miss a payment. Remember, missing a payment is what's going to cause your interest rates to go back up. And we want to keep those interest rates low. And then the final step is to monitor it. You know that as you do this, you're going to have times when your credit well, you will either have extra money to put towards your credit cards. And when you have extra money, put it to your credit cards. Don't go out and spend it. <laughs> pay off those balances. And then the other is that when you pay off a card, you need to then switch the automated the automatic payment to another card or your other cards.
1: Exactly. So toward the end of, of, of paying off our debt, that two and a half year time timeframe, uh, we started to realize that you know we, we've acquired a wealth of knowledge. So both from our professional experience as well as our personal experience, we thought we've really got something good that we can actually use to help people with a major problem in their life. Um, and so th- what we decided to do shortly after that was uh, write a book. It's actually called Four, The Four Principles of a Debt-Free Life, where we talk a little bit about our journey, what we learned and what we did uh, to help ourselves get out of debt so that other folks could apply that to their life and we were naive enough at the time to think that all you have to do is write a book and then oprah winfrey invites you onto her tv show and then you're all of a sudden you're helping millions of people and you're getting the financial rewards. (laughs) you get a
0: book you get a book you get a book
1: get the rewards the financial rewards of helping all those people Well, fortunately, in the process of getting our book published, an agent reached out to us and said, you know, guys, you don't actually have a platform. You don't have a TV show a radio show following of any sort. So there's not really going to be an agent who's going to take the risk of trying to sell your book. And so um, we we thought the book was the platform. um, But what that uh, feedback started was um, it inspired us to start debtfreeguys.com. So for those of you who are, are newer to us and kind of wondering where this all all came from, um, that was how debtfreeguys.com was born. And um, we started blogging and, pro- and providing a lot of the knowledge and experience that we um, had acquired on the blog to help more people and to use that as sort of a, a platform for the book. And then we went to our first personal finance blogger and media conference in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina in 2015. It's called FinCon, It's it's an annual conference. And there were about 900 people that attended the conference that particular year and we noticed that there were... All sorts of niches, various bloggers, media folks talking to different demographics because you had your you had your stay at home moms you had your military uh, spouses you had the African American women are just doing phenomenal work in the personal finance space. There were all these different uh, niches. nobody we realized was talking to the LGBT community, and at that time, David and I were the only out gay people who attended that event. We noticed that ourselves and several people told us and so when we went home from that conference, we thought, well, maybe we need to speak to the queer community. If nobody else is doing it, maybe you know, our community needs as much love and attention with its finances as anybody else does. Maybe we need to start doing that. And that was what, how the Queer Money podcast germinated. We t- we talked about how we st- it was originally a show on a defunct platform called Blab. We committed to doing a ten episode series. Called queer money on this platform called blab and that's eventually what has sprouted into the actual podcast that we're now on to episode 236
0: it was kind of funny during that time period because we were getting a little bit of indications of interest that we should keep going because to be honest and i think it was partly because of being on that old platform blab no one was listening But that was also because nobody knew that we were out there. And towards the end, we were about ready to give up. And then somebody from Huffington Post reached out to us and said, we love what you guys are doing. We'd like to highlight your your podcast, or at that point in time, it was a videocast, on the Queer Voices vertical. And they did. Unfortunately, it was a podcast that was centered around sex. So it wasn't really about money. But it did give us some beginning listeners to start acquiring this kind of taste for what it would be like to have a podcast focused on money for the LGBT community.
1: So then we reached a crossroad. We had published
0: the book for, we had started
1: debtfreeguys.com and providing a whole bunch of information there. We started the Queer Money Podcast and we're providing a whole bunch of information there. But we started to get lots of questions about okay, guys, what specifically did you do to get out of credit card debt? I know you've got this debt lasso method. I know you have these five steps, um, but I need a little bit more. Um, you know, There's a wealth of information out there in books and online about how to pay off credit card debt. But year after year, Americans especially are further and further and more and more in credit card debt. So despite all this wealth of information, something's not working. And from our perspective, we felt there wasn't a clear enough prescription. Yes, this high-level advice, these pithy sound bites, are inspiring, and they provide some direction, but there's not enough detail for people to actually figure out how to become debt-free, and not only how to become debt-free, but then to stay debt-free. That's a challenge that many people have as well, we ourselves included.
0: Right. I mean, you even think about probably the most prolific personal finance person, Dave Ramsey. He just says, baby step one, pay off your debt. No explanation on how to do that, right? And that's that's kind of what we were getting from a lot of folks is we hear all these people just say, go pay off your debt, create a budget, do all this stuff, right? And you'll you'll be debt-free. And people are like, Well, I don't really I need some hand holding, so to speak.
1: Exactly. People want a little bit more guidance because I think one, money is a scary topic for a lot of people, two, debt is a scary topic for a lot of people, and lots of people are sort of afraid to start taking steps or committing to anything because they're afraid that it's not going to work for them. Um, they're afraid that whatever they try, it's not going to actually, it doesn't either apply to their particular situation or it's not, despite all the kudos it might get elsewhere, that's not actually going to actually help me. So from that, all that feedback, we decided to create what we call the credit card payoff plan, something that many of you have heard us talk about before in the past. And basically what this is, is it's a, it's a, it's a, very detailed prescription step by step process that we have we realized through our own journey with becoming debt free as well as having worked with several folks one on one and in group sessions to help them become debt free and basically what it's come down to is, is, is we have 5 modules in this plan that go from rewriting your money story to start for changing the dialogue you tell yourself about money in your head and the results of that in your in your life to lassoing your credit card debt, which is a much more detailed prescription and a little bit more hand-holding than the five steps we just outlined for you. We also, in module three, we talk about ways to help people find extra money, both uh, with just a couple of uh, steps they can take in their personal life, as well as going so far as to maybe even starting their own business, something of which many people in the current credit card payoff plan are doing and doing amazing with. And then, module four, we talk about how to create a budget designed around paying off your credit card debt as fast as possible, as well as being able to work with your lifestyle.
0: Yeah, this is a really important one because, as you've heard me say, if you're a longtime listener and if you're new, no one gets rich. And I could also say, no one pays off their credit card debt spending more money than they make. You have to figure out in a way that works for you one that works on how you spend your money that will keep you in a state of happiness while you're paying your debt off or else you won't continue. It was one of the things that John and I realized early on is that we still needed to do things that brought us some form of happiness. And that whole idea of rewriting your money story helps you think about where could or should I be spending my money so I get this longer term happiness and I don't feel then pulled back into this old lifestyle of spending more money than I make.
1: And then finally, we talk. We, we help people create a plan to pay off their credit card debt. And what that means ex- exactly is that we help you estimate the exact date that you will send your last payment to your credit card so you know what it is you have to work toward. It's hard to say i i want to achieve a certain goal without having a specific defined date but when you know that you've put in the steps you've adopted the process of when you're going to actually become debt free it's a lot easier to hang on during those hard times when you want to maybe spend more money than you probably should or you want to take a break from working so aggressively to paying off your debt
0: yeah what one of the other things that we have as a part of this payoff plan is something that the members of the community have now started to call their weekly money therapy. It's actually one of the highlights of our week. There have been times where John and I have felt either depressed or tired and really kind of unmotivated. And then we have this weekly call, this weekly Zoom call with this group of individuals who are all focused on doing the exact same thing, paying off their credit card debt. It isn't so inspiring. It's motivating for us. But it's also so motivating for these individuals. A lot of times, when you're paying off your credit card debt, you feel like you're the only one doing it. You're alone, and the value of this weekly money therapy, which they titled, <laughs> we yeah. were originally we're thinking calling about changing that. the name, <laughs> <laughs> right? Which really becomes that. It becomes this kind of therapy of how, as a group, individuals can work towards paying off debt. And the awesome thing is that members of the credit card payoff plan as well as individuals in this uh, weekly money therapy combined, they have paid off almost $400,000 in credit card debt. And with an average interest rate bouncing close to 20% on credit cards, it is likely that these individuals in the two years or, or less that they have been a part of the group have saved themselves somewhere between fifty and 80000 thousand dollars of money that was going to credit card companies and banks that now they were able to put back into their pockets or use it to pay down their debt even faster and eventually will add to a lifestyle that will allow them to live fabulously not fabulously broke <laughs> exactly
1: so we have a gay couple in the group who has two children and one's a nurse and they one's in college and they're working to pay off their credit card debt we have a retired couple who is working to pay off their debt and their goal is to be able to buy an rv and travel around the country as soon as they're done paying off the debt we have individuals who live alone who aren't lgbtq or we have all sorts of folks in this group and it's just made so much progress they've, they've, they've made so much progress that, that we're, we're ecstatic about it so what we want to share at this point is that what we're doing uh, the course is available year-round for individuals but because we're approaching our it'll be our two-year anniversary of the course being available we are making a special offer come uh, January 2nd 2021 that'll only be available through midnight Monday January 4th 2021 to individuals who sign up during that time frame of a free 45-minute coaching session, uh, one-on-one or two-on-one uh, coaching session to help those individuals who sign up get a very detailed prescription considering their specific unique circumstances to help pay off their credit card debt using both the course, the debt lasso method, as well as that one-on-one coaching to help make sure those folks who decide to make 2021 the year that they become debt-free actually know exactly what they need to do to make that happen. So the course is $97. If you want to sign up for the weekly money therapy that's either ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year depending upon uh, which you choose um, this is a special one-time offer only available uh, through the beginning days of 2021 uh, hopefully it'll help uh, erase all of the feelings of 2020 <laughs> and start 2021 on the right right cycle for you uh, so a special one-time offer of a free 45-minute coaching session with david and me And so if you want to make sure that you don't miss this special offer that you sign up at the right time and you start making um, this the year that you're able to sleep better at night, that you're not stressing so much during the day that maybe you're paying off some of the credit card debt you've acquired because of 2020 or even before then. So you make sure you don't miss any of that. We urge you to sign up for the Debt-Free Guys newsletter at debtfreeguys.com forward slash newsletter. And we'll make sure that you don't miss any notifications that you know exactly when the doors open for this special one-time offer. And then you can sign up and make sure this is the year that you finally become
0: debt-free. Absolutely. You know, John and I have lived a life of stress and lies and uncomfortableness while we were before we came out about our money situation. And then we had the relief of actually coming out to each other and then the work of paying off our debt. But that has led us to having a much more fabulous life. We're able to purchase a condo. We have been able to travel around the world credit card free. Uh, We don't have to pay these huge fees or have this credit card hangover when we come home from some of these trips that we've taken. And most importantly, via this podcast, via our website, via the money that we now have that we can give, we give back to the LGBT community, things that we weren't able to do before and things that I'm sure you probably would want to do as well. If you're struggling with credit card debt, this is one of the best ways that you can take action starting in January 1st or uh, sorry, January 2nd (laughs) to be able to get on the path to paying off this debt. All right, so stick around for our queer money takeaway from this episode. How does your bank support the LGBT community? Not at all? For Pride in June? Or 365 days a year? Capital One proudly supports the LGBT community throughout the year. Maybe it's time to support a bank that supports us. Go to DebtFreeGuys.com forward slash cafe for more info.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Queer Money. Here's your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. Get ready to finally become debt-free even in the time of COVID and sign up for the newsletter at debtfreeguys.com forward slash newsletter to not miss when we launch this one-time special offer. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please email your money questions to questions at debtfreeguys.com or post them in the Queer Money Facebook group and we may answer your question in an upcoming episode.